I'm going to play a song now, um, Be Thou My Vision, the hymn. So I would encourage you to sing along with me. There's something powerful when we all sing together um, and look toward God's purposes and plan for us. Um, I think this song is prophetic in and of itself. You know, be our vision. As we look to the future, as we reflect on our past, um, I know we all want to see Christ at the center of it because he is our hope in life and death. And um, if you don't know the lyrics, I'd encourage you maybe get your phone out and just pull it up and sing along. So, Lord, you just come right now, Holy Spirit. Fill this room, Lord. Jesus, we look to you, the perfect one. Lord, the one who has brought us into communion with our Father, who has restored us to wholeness, who has forgiven our sins, our sins of the past, our sins of today, and our sins of forever, Lord. And God, we look to you, the one who's coming in glory. Lord, and we trust you in your plans. We love you, Jesus. Would you be glorified this morning, God? Praise 
Thou mine inheritance now and always Thou and Thou only first in my heart High King of Heaven my treasure thou art Oh God be my everything Be my delight Be Jesus my glory my soul satisfy oh god be my everything be my delight be jesus my glory my soul satisfy After victory won, may I reach heaven's joys, bright heaven's sun, heart of my own heart, whatever befall. Still be my vision, O ruler of all. Still be my vision, O ruler of all. Oh, God, be my everything, be my delight, be Jesus, our glory, our soul satisfied. Oh, God, be our everything, be our be Jesus our glory, our soul satisfied. Be thou my vision, O Lord of our heart, not be all else to me thou art thou my best thought by day or by night waking or sleeping 
thy presence, my life. Waking or sleeping, my presence, my life.
Father, we welcome the vision of the Lord in this new year. And I know that when this song was carefully, prophetically selected, it was for that regard that you, O Father, we affirm our, our vision. You are the high king of heaven. And we welcome that continued point of partnership with your throne. We need your vision. For without vision, the people perish. And we need your vision. We don't want to walk according to our vision. We want to walk according to your vision. And we thank you for this, Father. So, Lord, on this first Sunday of the new year, we release the powerful and the wonderful and the glorious vision of the Lord into your people. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. We receive this, Father. We receive this, and we, we commit ourselves to walk and follow after your vision. Help us not to miss your vision. Help us not to follow another vision. Let us not enter into division. Let us be what you want us to be. And we welcome that, and we affirm that as our covenant with you at the beginning of this year. And, Father, I thank you that you sent Noah on this very California-like day to lead us in, in worship. And we speak blessing over him in this new year and over Amber and all that you have in store for him and for them. We ask you, Father, that your spirit would surround them and guide them and uh, make the way in, in, in perfect clarity. We release the spirit of vision into him and into her for their lives, for the ministry you have for them, for the placement you have for them, and we thank you for it, Father. We love you, we love you, and we receive these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Thanks, Noah. You're welcome. You know, Christmas time always uh, brings a lot of memories of, of Noah and Olivia. Because when Noah was just a little guy, uh, I guess I know that it was uh, his his folks that that did this. But at Christmas time, they would bring me a massive jar of peanut M and M's every year. It's maybe what I am today. <laughs> and uh, you know, often I think they would take turns carrying it in because it was glass. It was always glass. And those M and M's last me about two or three days. <laughs> about five pounds of them so uh whenever i see noah at christmas time i think of that and uh, god bless you thank you speaking of vision um katie did you distribute those stacy did thank you um we're going to talk about that uh that that outline there it's not really an outline it's more of a prophetic declaration on the dream god gave me couple of weeks ago that I told you about but before we go into that um, I was praying early this morning when I was walking through the cold sanctuary and and I felt um, I felt the spirit put on my heart that it's time for us to specifically according to Isaiah um, 61 3 to break off the spirit of heaviness and to really engage in a covering of the garment of praise. And that's so important because heaviness, as we've studied in the past, 
is really indicated by, by four different declensions. The first is that there would be a withering away of your strength so that you become weak. Secondly, that you would become dim in vision, that you would even become blind. So spirit of heaviness has a whole lot to do with vision. And then thirdly, that affects your, your outlook. It affects uh, you as you anticipate what's coming. And if you feel weak and you can't see, you start to fearfully look at what could come. And then your, your entire um, attitude is just drawn down to nothingness. So that is the spirit of heaviness. And I think that, I think that all of us could say that the past couple of years, just about everything in society and everything that's been sweeping across the world has been trying to implement that spirit of heaviness upon people. People are fearful. People are afraid. They've got a terrible attitudes in many ways. Uh, their, their outlook on what is coming is dismal, to say the least. Uh, there have been so many promises and so many things we've been told, you do this and this will happen. Well, none of that's happened except for there, there are more promises made. There are more, there are more variants coming. There are more threats. And um, I think that people have, have really entered into a spirit of heaviness, and the enemy has used that to, to really cloak the world. But the beauty of it is that the garment of praise, that Tehillah is a derivative of Halal, and we've been talking about Halal quite a bit recently, because Halal is really grasping a vision of what God wants to do, and then you implement that in your viewpoint. You implement that in what you sing and what you say. Your praise going forward really mirrors the halal. And that's, you know, as we've studied again, that's what Satan was anointed to do. Uh, his name, Hillel, Lucifer, was somebody who accomplishes the halal. And so he is waging that kind of uh, that those kinds of principles against the work of the Lord. And so I think that he, he tries to dumb down the garment of praise by the spirit of heaviness. So what we have to do for this year, and I, I would suggest that all of us do this, is to specifically take authority over every influence or any influence of this spirit of heaviness that may have permeated us in any way and specifically declare the blood of Jesus against it. May it be purged from us so that we are not operating by fear. We're not operating by apprehension. We're not operating wondering what the next terrible boogeyman is going to be. We're not operating by uh, a, a lack of of, uh, of confidence, and we have to break that off because it, is, it has tried to assert itself, and it has tried, as I mentioned just a minute ago, to permeate the church. So we need to take authority of that, get rid of that, and really reinitiate our devotion to the vision of the Lord, that, that garment of praise, that garment of the demonstration of halal. And that we would let it, why is it a garment? Is it an actual cloak? You know, if, if we went to some conferences, we'd be getting cloaks or things like that. But it should be our vi the vision of the Lord and what we do should encompass us. When people see us, they should see that Wow. And that's why it's a garment. It's more of a covering. It's more of something that, that surrounds you. 
And, and that's what you should be known for in the spirit realm. And so I think at the very beginning of this year, we take authority over any way, any vestige of the spirit of heaviness that has come against you individually, has come against our network family, or come against this house. And we break that off. We cleanse it from us. And we say we won't have any part of that anymore. And um, we also then say, as Noah just sang, you be our vision, Lord. Let us operate on your vision. Let us operate on what your light would lead us, how it would lead us. And let us, let us personify that in what we do. And as we then see the thing about the vision of the Lord is when you first take It's like any other kind of light in the Scripture. It's a walk of faith. The Word is a light to our feet and path. And so it's not like high beam way down the road. It's, it's for that step. You take a step of faith, and then that makes possible the next. And you can see the pathway that you've been going on in Him. And um, so we, we need to really... Uh, confidently and obediently accept the vision of the Lord and then be bold enough to begin to walk in it. And as we walk, it will be clarified even more. So that's one of the things the Lord spoke um, this morning. Uh, and I think we also need to recognize that as we're, we're in really walking in the times of the end, we're walking in times that the scripture has prophesied. I mean, it's very obvious. And when Daniel speaks about the saints in the end time, you see him talking about kingdom dynamic, battle for kingdom positions. You see the saints triumph, and then they're allowed to be overcome, and then they triumph again, and they're allowed to be overcome, not defeated, but overcome. It's like wrestling against principalities and powers. And I think we need to get that mindset that spiritual warfare is not necessarily just tooting the shofar, making the right statement, quoting a scripture, and boom, it's all, it's all over. Well, it may be done, but you still have to fight that good fight. And sometimes it looks like the enemy is gaining ground. We need to recognize that we don't glorify that, but Daniel foretold that very clearly. And we have to recognize that as we're following the vision of the Lord, he's going to do what he said. It's like that, uh, that quote from that Abraham Lincoln said. Uh, I know he even said it. I found it in his writings. But in that, in that Spielberg movie, Lincoln, when uh, Abe Lincoln was talking about how he was going to get the 13th Amendment passed, and he said, if you look at the compass from the times when I was a surveyor, it can tell you true north. But you, it doesn't tell you the streams you're going to have to ford. It doesn't tell you uh, the forest you're going to have to cut through. It doesn't tell you the mountain range you may have to overcome. If we keep our eyes on the vision of the Lord, we will triumph. But we're going to have to fight the good fight. We're going to have to keep persevering and moving forward. And so, you know, it's, it's troubling sometimes to see what happens in the world. You see things that are happening geopolitically. You see things that are happening even within our within churches. You see things that are happening in 
uh, various parts of our government. And, and, and I'm just scratching the surface of things. And we want to be aware, but we don't want to become um, drunk on those wicked things. And, um, but, but the point, though, is, is that we need to recognize that we, we have to overcome. And it is a battle. It is a wrestling but if we follow the vision of the Lord, we will, we will please him and we will have the victory. And some of the words that were submitted uh, for first Saturday, uh, uh, the one that I'm going to mention, and there are many of them, uh, was something that uh, Vicki Sparrow sent. And it was about uh, feeling surrounded by darkness. And I'm just, I'm just paraphrasing here. But th there was a reminder that um, we are called to be the light of the Lord. And I was remembering how many times as I read that in the scripture, the Bible speaks about how that um, darkness, for instance, for again from Isaiah, darkness will be upon the earth, gross darkness upon the people, but my light shall shine upon you. And there are several times in the scripture where it says that our light will shine out of darkness. And so we, we just want to rebuke the darkness and we want to drive it away. But the light really, the light really gains its claim to fame when it's dark. You know, you appreciate the light when it's dark, unless you're trying to hide. Um, you, you appreciate that light. And, and so we do see darkness around us and we do feel it encroaching. But the light of the Lord is our promise and it is what's going to cause the people of God to triumph and to stand out in this world so you can curse the darkness I'm not suggesting that you can you can rebuke the darkness you can um, have a prayer meeting about the darkness you can get a prayer chain going about the darkness you can you can buy something on Elijah list that's supposed to dispel the darkness but the point is that the light is what drives out the darkness, and that has to come from the Father through you. And so may God help us. How's everybody doing? Is it, is it still warm enough in here for you? No? Okay, we're all right. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about this, and you're getting a New Year's present today because we're going to be done early. Uh, but that's okay. I know you're anxious to get back out into the warm weather. Um, I told you a couple of weeks ago that I had a dream and it was uh, one of those dreams that involved our sanctuary and I was standing in the place where which we have affectionately called where the pool of Bethesda is and I was looking up over the platform and there I saw suspended in suspended letters over the platform great favor and favor was spelled F-A-V-O-R, in good old British English, King Jamesy English. And, and this dream went on for quite a long time, and I, I was really thankful for it because uh, in the dream I could feel the goodness of God and, and as if it was a stamp, uh, a notarizing upon our identity and what we're going to be walking through that God was going to enforce. 
And when I woke up, I was very grateful. Now, immediately, uh, you know, I recognized that in the New Testament, favor is grace. And I remembered when Mary was approached by uh, Gabriel that she, he, she, he spoke a few times about how that the grace of God was on her. And grace always moves us forward into a new horizon. Grace always, in partnership with the spirit of grace and supplication, takes us into something new that God is going to do. Grace is always moving upward and beyond. You see, when I was in school and when I grew up in the church, we were always told that grace was unmerited favor, like it was something that a big dollop of it was just going to fall when we weren't looking. Oh, what was that? Well, that was grace. I didn't expect that. I didn't merit it, but woo, here it is. And we always viewed it as just some kind of a token that that you couldn't expect and Whoop, there it is. But grace is partnership with God. Grace is you moving forward and upward. Yeah, you don't you don't earn grace. Yeah, you don't none of us can make grace happen. But it's God's extension to us. Will you partner with me in something that hasn't happened? Something that through your supplication and your intercession welcome together into being because God always looks for an intercessor. And of the, the spirits of God that, were list, that are listed in the Bible, that the spirit of grace and supplication is the only one that really speaks of that partnership and that intercession. So to have God say great favor, to me initially meant the grace of God is upon us in a mighty way in this year. And we need to be looking finally to break through out of these restrictions that have held us back from international travel and from a lot of other things we wanted to do that we're going to break through. And I rejoiced at that, and that is true. However, yesterday, especially Friday, when I was praying and doing what we asked the network, invited the, the network to do when we were giving thanks for all the things that God has given us, uh, God just brought that dream back to me. And... You know, so often when God speaks or when an angel speaks to you, they ask you a question. They're trying to draw, he's trying to draw out of you, out of your spirit, an awareness and an answer. If he just told you things, well, you know, that would have benefits. It's God speaking or an angel speaking. If you look at the scripture, how many times does the angel ask questions? How many times does he, how many times did Jesus ask people when the need was obvious? How many times, what do you want me to do, blind guy? What do you want me to do for you? You know, you think, well, gee whiz. I mean, what do you think that guy needs? But there has to be an acceptance and an intention. And, and so, so many times when God speaks to me, he'll, he'll ask me a question or he'll put an interrogative in my spirit and I begin to think. So Friday evening, uh, late afternoon, I was praying here, and the question came, in that dream, why why was favor spelled in Old English, in Old English vernacular? And I thought, that really is true. <laughs> That's kind of weird, because God doesn't, when he speaks to me, he doesn't speak in King James English. Does he you? Does he thou and thee you? Um, but, you know, I thought, well, yeah, 
That's a good question. And so I'll spare you the details of my deliberations of thought. I, I just initially assumed that this was about grace. And it was about grace. But what I did then was I, yesterday and then early this morning, I looked through all the issuances of favor, F-A-V-O-U-R, and favorest in the, in the Bible, and I point by point looked at the word from either Hebrew or Greek that that favor was translated from. And basically, it, of course, in the New Testament, it's, it's grace. But in the Old Testament, it is three particular words that, that are, um, are the clearest things. And I wouldn't suggest this kind of study. You know, when we talk to people about studying the word or interpreting things, we say, okay, go to the root word and then study that and see what this word means. So what I'm doing here is really not what we teach people to do in studying. Um, but I believe this is what the Lord is saying. So in the Old Testament, the first word that is translated as favor is hen, which is the Old Testament of grace. And it is the engaging in the new horizon. It is the, the next measure of discovery in the divine time and plan. There are... There, I didn't list every instance of favor um, in the scriptures because that would put a volume of papers in your hands. But I did pick on a couple that I felt the Spirit was saying we need to believe for in this new year. And I speak this over you, and I think that we as a network of saints need to embrace this as a, as a prophetic dream because this this dream came to me but it came to me as the leader and it was in the house so I believe that this is something for the mission God's given us the first one we want to talk about is promotion um, and um, you know you, you can see there Exodus 321 I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians it will come to pass that when you go you shall not go empty and of course that's the story of them leaving Egypt and gaining all of those treasures so I believe that promotion is coming in a lot of ways for your life and for the calling that that God has given us I, I think that there are going to be financial favor I think that there's going to be opportunity I think that there's going to be open doors I think that there are going to be things that are just so unusual that you wonder how in the world did this happen well, I declare that over all of you. Now, Proverbs 31.30 I put in here, and let's read it. Favor is deceitful. <laughs> That's a good one to prophesy. And beauty is vain, but a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. How is favor, grace, deceitful? How could that be? Well, I think that the word for the Lord uh in this regard to us is this when we do step into these places of God releasing great favor or putting us in places where we never expected to be we need to be very careful to guard over the ambience there and remember why we're there and not to think that it's because we're great stuff we, we cannot let pride enter in 
we cannot let uh, the atmosphere there that we're there to speak into or to affect change in to overcome us. So it can be deceitful. And uh, we've seen uh, just in, in our walk with saints so many people that God gifted, that God used, that God gave um, favor to. Uh, that specific gift really then became an iniquitous anchor that caused them to sink to depths where they shouldn't have been. And it's like Demas, Paul said, Demas forsook him having invested his agape in the present world. So when we are given these opportunities, we need to be very careful to walk in humility and to remember why we're there and to, and to not be, um, become dumbed down or made lukewarm or led into some other thing uh, that we don't belong in. <coughs> so that's a warning. Um, the next little section, we must remain committed to our partnership with his purpose. Proverbs 3, 3 and 4, Don't let mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them on the table of your heart. So you'll find favor, this is hand, grace, and tobe understanding in the light, in the sight of God and man. Proverbs 13, 15 says it again. Tobe understanding gives favor, will be an apportionment of grace to you. And um, there in 1 Samuel 2, 26, when Samuel, the child Samuel, was growing in Shiloh, um, he was in favor, grace, both with God and uh, with, with men. And uh, the scripture then in that context talks about how the Tob purpose was surrounding him. And in favor there is Tob. So uh, I, I just think that we're going to see a lot of people that God is going to be joining with the network throughout the world and they are called as young Samuels. They're called to impact kings. They're called to be seers and prophets. They're called to be those who anoint those that will minister in the tabernacles that God is raising up. And we need to stay focused on the Tob purpose of God and God's truth. God's truth. There's a lot of talk about truth today. Everybody has a truth. But God's truth is the only one that's the real truth. It's not negotiable. And that's represented by Tob. Ever since the Garden of Eden, the tree of the knowledge of Tob and Ra has been uh, a dividing point. And people from that tree and the Tob, but they're devouring Ra. And so we've, we've got to stay true to what God is saying. We've got to stay close to him. We've got to stay in his word because as God opens these doors and gives us his favor, a favor is going to open further doors of, of grace. And that's, that's a very important thing for us to see. Now, the second word that's translated as favor in the Old Testament is this word that we've taught on in the past again, raison. And this is a, a unique word because it speaks of intense fulfillment in uh, the divine arrangement or what God's what God has put before you to do pleasure contentment blessing attained from following that fulfillment 
So it's the mutual thing where we are seeking after God and we feel the favor of the Lord and we are doing what he wants and it just it just warms you to know that you're doing what the Father wants and it's it's a fulfillment that you just can't describe in the natural. And God feels that as well. So it's a mutual point. It's the it's that divine romance where we're linked in with what he's asking us to do we're partnering with him and as we fulfill that to the best of our abilities through the power of the spirit we feel that wonderful wonderful warmth and love of god and god feels that too and this is favor in the old testament uh, it's also linked with a word that was used once, hapes, and that's favor, and it basically means the same thing. But let's look at this. Some of you got these very scriptures yesterday as a result of your first Saturday prayer. Isaiah 49, 8. Thus says the Lord, Yahweh, in an acceptable time, this is raison, have I heard you. In a day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you for a covenant of the people to establish the earth and to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. I feel that's what we're doing over and over again in every country the Lord leads us into. And and it is a blessing, but it is we cannot miss the fact that the acceptable time is us fulfilling what God wants and blessing him and him extending the opportunity to part with him, and that blesses us. That is the acceptable time. Let's keep going. Isaiah 60:10, And the sons of strangers shall build up your walls. Their king shall minister unto you. For in my wrath I smote you, but in my favor, there's a raison, have I had mercy on you. That's something. Uh, this is interesting because in the middle of that that big discussion about how you're going to go to the to the ends of the earth and sons of kings and all these other things and it says my wrath smote you (laughs) that's great that's a blessing i'm not declaring that over you this year i declare a smiting on you no i'm not um why is that well i think there there are some some unique vestiges of this and, and I think you can boil them down to two things. One is what we were talking about earlier, what you face in, in dealing with the world, what you face in dealing with the darkness. And sometimes God is unleashing things in the midst of what's going on in the world. We're standing for him, and we're feeling it. It's like when you study about warfare, you study soldiers in battle, and there are bullets and bombs flying all around, and a lot of them are coming from their own side, passing, passing by, and that ain't comfortable. And you think, man, well, I, I, I've not been there, but I've studied enough about it to know that sometimes it just rattles you, and you know, why is this happening? Sometimes you see God doing something, and, and you, it's affecting you. You think, Lord, lift me up out of this. I don't want to be around when you're judging these this particular thing. But that wrath of God comes. Now, sometimes he touches us 
in an area. You know, the book of Hebrews says that every son that God has, he chastens. And if, if you're not being chastened, if you're not being perfected, if you're not being purified, then you ain't a son. Read that. You can't dumb that down. You can't sugarcoat that enough. And sometimes, I know over these past few months, many of you in intercession, I know with me, I would wonder, Lord, what in the world is this that I'm feeling? What, what, what is this horrible atmosphere that I'm sensing? Why am I in the middle of it? I, I, I'm praying against it. The burden is leading me to believe you to break it through, and I can feel your influence coming against this thing, and it is not comfortable. I, I'm not explaining this very well, but to me, that's the only explanation you can get for Isaiah 60 and all of these prolific things that are being prophesied about the various kingdoms that God is adding to you, and then right in the middle of it, boom, there it is. But look, as you have in my, fa in my favor have I had mercy on thee. As we continue to stay true to partnering with God and fulfilling him, he speaks to us. That's what mercy is. He comes before that that seed of mercy and he speaks to us and he communes with us and he he doesn't explain everything but he tells us what we need to know and I'm satisfied that type of fulfillment is ours in these days and Isaiah 61 2 to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn the acceptable year of the Lord is us fulfilling what he's asked us to do and gaining the pleasure of pleasing him and then feeling him as he ex exhibits that same pleasure for what our partnership is meaning to him. So that's interesting. And I speak that this year, this time and this year, is an acceptable year. The, the, the neat thing in that Isaiah 61, 2 that we just read about the acceptable year of the Lord is the next verse is what we began with. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So we've got to keep moving forward. Proper perspective, Psalm 19:14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So, if we're committed to that partnership to pleasing God and gaining our, our pleasure and our delight by fulfilling what he says, uh, we've got to speak that, we've got to meditate on that, and, and that is going to allow us to walk in the strength of the Lord with our Redeemer. You can't say that I'm walking in the path of the Lord if your mouth is damning and condemning everything, and if everything you think about is what in the heck is going on? Why is this happening? I just don't know. And we, we've got to guard that. We've got to guard our expressions because you can't be a halal person praising forward if what you're really putting forward is, I don't know what's going on here. Why is this happening to me? And it's easy to think those things, isn't it? It's, it's, it's convenient to think those things, isn't it? I, I know maybe it's not for you, but it is for me. I mean, sometimes I'll encounter something and, and I, immediately I start thinking something that I shouldn't think about it. And it feels comforting to think that, you know. I feel like I'm patting myself on the back saying, oh, you poor thing, you know. Why is this happening? 
And then even sometimes I'll mumble it out. Nobody will be around. I know this never happens to you. Maybe it's just me and Rose, but I know not any of you. I'll just say something. Nobody's around. I'll say, and I'll, I'll, I don't curse. But I might as well be because I'm saying things that I shouldn't say. And we, we need to stay committed to what is in his sight, in his vision, to please him and make sure to the best of our ability. You've got to police this. You know, your mind is at enmity with the things of the Spirit, which means it's at war with the things of the Spirit. You've got to gird that up. You've got to put a lock upon your lips. You've got to be careful. Only you can do it. Only you can do lip lock. Yeah, we could sell that. <laughs> Three people this week have damned their purpose. You need to subscribe to LipLock. Here's here's a word from our chairman of the board, Noah Terrell. <laughs> I don't only sell LipLock, I'm a member. <laughs> Well, so we got to watch that in this new year. Preservation. I said I wasn't going to keep you. It's not even noon yet. I'm still doing all right. Uh, preservation. Psalm 512. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will encompass him with a shield. Do you know having that measure of contentment, having that measure of wanting to please the Lord and pleasing the Lord is a shield. Do you see that? Well, it goes on. Psalm 35, verses 5 through 8. His anger endures but for a moment, but in his favor is life. It's life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. In my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved, Lord. By your favor, same word, you have made my mountain to stand strong. You hid your face, and I was troubled. I cried to you, O Lord, and unto the Lord I offered my supplication. Look what this says. It says that keeping this raison is going to give life to you, and it's also going to keep your mountain, the high place that God has established you in. So we just saw that it's a shield. It's also going to provide a, a, a covering for you in that high place, and it's also going to provide life. So it's imperative for us to accept this as a way of existence in this new year. Um, let's see. I've got my outline here. <laughs> I, I still so think it's funny. I'm looking at this outline and I see this order of service, which we just totally blew out of the water. Um, but anyway, that is that is basically what God has has said to us and we we've got to be very careful that we hold on to what what the Lord uh, is saying for us over this year that great favor is upon us and in that we're moving in grace in that we're moving in the tobe of the Lord in that we are remembering that it is a partnership with him, something that should provide fulfillment to us because it provides fulfillment to our God. And those things I proclaim over each of us 
and over the many different groups of people throughout the world that are part of this Saints Network. Uh, it's a year of breakthrough. We release the vision of the Lord, and we release the goodness of God. And and one other thing I want to say before I let you go. Um, during a, a time when I was uh, worshiping yesterday, uh, I felt like the Lord strongly impressed that he was giving us a heightened measure of the gift of restoration for people. And the saints are people that partner with God in the restoration of his purpose. We know that from studying um, uh, what hagios means and how hag in the in the Old Testament. We, we understand that. But, but there are a lot of people that we meet, some in this room, that have things that need to be restored. And it, it may not happen like that, but we can impart to them almost like an inoculation of the anointing or, or some seed of restoration that will invigorate them and through the process of time, whether it's your, their body or whether it's a family situation or whether it's just that their life is a mess and it needs to get back on track or whether it's um, something to do with healing or provision, there, there is something further that God is going to be giving through his saints uh, in that way of restoration. And it, it's like a time release of, of bringing people back to what God wants them to be. And I don't know how all that's going to play out, but we've seen a lot of miracles over these past couple of months, incredible miracles. We've testified about them. And um, even, you know, recently... We, we've seen wonderful reports from those that have been battling serious physical scenarios that, that it is undoubtedly, like the, sto- the, the one that Monica spoke about, yeah, Gail Kreitzer in, in Florida that went in for surgery, and the doctors came in and said, we got some bad news, we can't do this surgery because we can't find what it was that we were going to come and remove from your bronchial tubes. Uh, we're, we're seeing those kinds of things happen with regularity over the past few months. And I believe that God is going to be just opening up the floodgates. We've seen a trickle of it, but we're going to see a a dynamic release. So this is going to be a great year. It, It is already a great year. And I speak blessing over each one of you. In fact, Father, in the name of our precious elder brother, our Lord Jesus Christ, I speak the fullness of God into the life of every person in this room and every person that is watching, joining with us today across the miles. I ask you, Father, that you would bless these dear people, reward them for their faithfulness. Let the favor of your wonderful love be upon and within and surrounding them. May you provide for everything they need and whatever it is that they are battling through right now, let an influx of your power come to them and may they have breakthrough in Jesus' name. Guide us through this year. We continue to welcome your vision. We love you, Father. We glorify you and we thank you for the privilege of being able to accept this partnership with you. 
for eternity we will be thanking you for this help us now to fulfill it in the days that we have on this earth help us to fulfill a 100-fold measure of partnership with you don't let anything be abandoned by us don't let anything be overlooked by us don't let us give a, a, a half a half try to anything let us please you in every way and I speak that over your people so Lord we love you thank you we proclaim these things and we thank you for them for we ask it all in the name of Jesus amen amen well thank you for being here for uh, dodging the variant to be here and enduring the cold cold weather to be here and thank you everybody for joining us today wherever you may be we speak blessing to you happy new year enjoy the rest of this day bye <laughs>